Hello, this is Elizabeth Mower, president of BEI. And I'm John Brown, the founder of BEI. Each episode, we take you into the world of exit planning, sharing the stories, struggles, and opportunities of business owners and their advisors. We'll get into this episode's conversation right after this. As an advisor, you have the technical skills to assist business owners in exit planning. However, few advisors know how to package the process and use it to drive the demand for their service. Learn how when you attend an upcoming bootcamp workshop. Visit exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp to see the latest schedule and to register. That's exitplanning.com forward slash bootcamp. Don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all exit planning can offer and to set yourself apart from the competition. And with us today is Tom Bear. Uh, senior partner in a regional CPA firm, and Tom's now located in Indianapolis, Indiana. But you've got offices in Illinois as well. Right. We got we're, we're, uh, the CPA practice is primarily Midwest based. We have offices across the country, and some of those are really just technology uh, focused okay. offices. Okay. Well, you started exit planning a long time ago. We did. We met. Uh, we met BEI at a. Um, accounting alliance uh, meeting in Chicago or in Boston I think probably over 10 years ago and that's when uh, we were really looking for a a product to start to deliver to our clients recognizing the market need for you know for exit planning excellent excellent so what I want to talk about today at least in part is the whole exit planning practice from a practical standpoint what do what do advisors really do to create a successful exit planning practice and and that'll also help the owners looking in on this podcast to uh, be able to gauge the ability of their advisors uh, in terms of exit planning experience what which what should they be looking for and the first hurdle I think a lot of us face as advisors is getting the attention of business owners about the need to plan for their exit years before their planned exit date. And we see all the time as advisors, you do, I'm sure, owners coming to you who say, I'm ready to exit now, rather than maybe the five or 10 years it might take to really plan and implement an exit plan. So. One, is that accurate in your world? Uh, And what do you do to prevent that? What action can you take as a firm and as Tom Bear to get the attention of owners? Well, uh, you know, it's a great discussion to have, and and it really revolves around time. And we spend a lot of time talking to audiences of business owners, of their key advisors, when we you know, do seminars about time, and it takes time. Um, and and to your point, John, uh, business owners can't come to you two years before they're ready to exit because there's a direct correlation between how much time you have before you really intend or have to exit um, and the options you have. In other words, the less time you have, the less options you mm-hmm. have. And um, many times business owners prefer an option of transitioning a business internally. And, uh, you know, many times they aren't, they don't have enough time to do that because there's time for the buyer being maybe key employees. They have to 
prepare themselves to be in that next role. And that could be competencies they, they, they need to sort of gain, um, but it also could be, you know, getting comfortable with the financial risk that they might take. It's a lot of things. I mean, it's a big, big decision for them. So time is clearly one of the biggest issues that we try to talk to business owners about. Recently, I'll give an example, and to your point, and, and, and this is probably an extreme example, recently met with a, um, we have a new client and they're in a, a technology uh, business. And they're a startup, really a startup business. They've got intellectual property. They've got this um, technology that they have patented and developed and that's starting to generate revenue. And we started talking about their exit. What's their exit eventually going to look like? And they're going to they're going to have a liquidity event at mm -hmm. some point. And at that point, you really have to start thinking about exit planning. And if you think about, for example, this this example of a company, um, the type of entity they're in, um, their agreements, their governance agreements. Um, if they take on new investors, uh, making sure those agreements are in place. It's really all the due diligence items that you would have uh, you know, to go through before you'd sell your business, the business owners at that moment when they started to create value really need to think about those things. Not the least of which is, that in this case, we had uh, two owners. They need to think about protecting their families and their own equity and wealth mm -hmm. and have a, a strategy in place that the other owner uh, would would you know potentially have insurance or something to to buy out their equity piece, um, and then the question is well you've just lost half of the, the key team um, you know to develop that product so you've got all of these things you got to think about and so whether they're 25 or 45 or 65 um, there's really planning to be done. And the other thing I would say that, that I have learned since getting into this, this uh, area of consulting, which by the way, for any professional out there is so rewarding and, and so challenging and so exciting to be in because you face new challenges every day when you work with unique business owners. But one of the things that, that I have found is that um, you know, the time it takes um, is, um, limitless right it and so these what i'm what i mean to say is um these engagements really never go away right. right they never go away and so you start working with the business owner as their exit planning or succession planning advisor um you really are they become a client in that space for a very long time and in i know when i practiced law for years we would often end up representing the original buyers in their exit planning. Yeah. And, and you're right that you have a lifetime client in exit planning very often. I mean, if it's a third-party sale, on the other hand, that might be the end of the relationship. But most of the exit plans uh, our exit planners prepare are inside transfers. We're going to transfer the trip business to the kids or to a management team, maybe a co-owner. And that then continues the professional relationship. Uh, and, and you're right, it's just very rewarding to see that happen, to see the business stay in the community and so on. So when you have a, a, an initial meeting with the business owner, 
not a client of yours, let's assume it's not a client, what does that conversation look like? How do you describe what you do? Do you do anything in advance of the meeting and sending information out to the owner about exit planning or, or what you do? How does that, how does that whole thing work? So usually <clears throat> when I meet with a, a prospect, mm -hmm. right, a business owner, a group of business owners, um, you know, and, and let me back up and say, you know, one of the benefits of BEI and being involved in BEI and being around all these other advisors and gaining the experience and coming to the conference and, and hearing the case studies that others are doing, um, in addition to your own experiences, yeah. it just builds a level of confidence in, in you as an advisor. And, you know, I have certainly... Um, you know, gained that over the years, um, you walking into those meetings and you really have a very little reservation that you're not going to be able to um, yeah. talk at a level uh, and talk directly with business owners about what they need. So I typically, you know, I'll try to learn about the business mm -hmm. um, and I can think of, I've had several of these meetings in the last couple of months. Um, with um, you know, one was with a professional services firm, another with a uh, an ag um, ag company, ag retail company. Um, just a, a couple that are off the top of my head, and you really just walk in and try to have a comfortable conversation with the business owner or business owners um, about what their plans are, and um, it doesn't have to be threatening. You have to get to the point where they're comfortable talking about, you know, some intimate um, plans that mm -hmm. they have. But as an experienced advisor, once you get to a point where you are confident and you understand the process you're going to take them through, it becomes very easy and, and it becomes very quickly obvious to that prospect that you know what you're talking yeah. about and they get comfortable and really, they share a lot of information in that initial meeting. It's it's quite quite interesting. I mean, uh, many everybody, which is correct, everybody assumes it's a confidential meeting. It absolutely has got to be confidential. Some will actually ask. Some will ask for a non-disclosure agreement, which we're glad to give them, mm -hmm. um, because this is a very sensitive and confidential matter. Um, it affects you know their families, their employees, uh, their customers, their vendors. It affects you know their their livelihood. So, um, but um, but typically we talk about um, what I call the big you know the big decisions of you know who do you think your your successor is mm -hmm. you know how much money do you need uh, what's your timeline what what's your plans after um, you know after you retire mm -hmm. and really and and this applies to all business owners the fifth one. Um, is are you ready? And are you ready uh, spans all business owners, mm -hmm. right? Regardless of they've just started the business, or if you know they're they're 55 and thinking about you know retiring and mm -hmm. exiting the business at age 60. So we really frame the conversation around those topics, and we just listen. We just listen. And at the end of that conversation, I have a fairly good idea of A, whether I can work with that individual mm -hmm. or those individuals, and B, um, I propose to them what next steps are. Okay. So, you know, there's a common refrain as, as we do these podcasts with our members. <clears throat> it's, it's along the lines of the first meeting 
We want to know what their thinking is. We listen a lot. So it's not about Tom Bear. It's not about your CPA firm. It's right. about, can I help this owner? And I suppose on the other end, it's the owner's thinking, are you the right guy? Absolutely. And that's a lot of what that conversation is all about. So when that client comes into you, how did he or she get into your office? What Did you do some marketing? Is it usually a referral from your other CPA partners, an outside advisor? How does that, how do those people typically get in front of you? So some of our, um, you know, exit planning, succession planning customers are our clients mm -hmm. um, and some are not. Um, percentage wise, um, actually more of my this year, I would say, and I think it probably moves year to year, are really prospects. They're not clients of the firm. And that's really a, a um, factor of I've, you know, continue to build relationships in our market with, you know, referral sources, with mm -hmm. business owners, with, you know, bankers, attorneys, advisors, business coaches that work with these business owners and they're comfortable with me and the approach we take. Um, so, um, you know, we speak a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. We're willing to go out and, and, uh, and we have our own programs. We participate in, you know, in programs that others put on, whether it's a bank or wealth manager or whatever. And, and, and you're and talking that, about exit planning. At talking place. about, you know, we're talking about exit planning. We're talking about, you know, um, the tax laws mm -hmm. and how they affect exit planning. So, um, yeah, we, we, we talk a lot and we talk about preparing and we talk about risk, you know, business risk, which kind of gets back to that question of, are you ready? Right. Right. So, and we, I think we've maybe touched on this a little bit earlier. We talk about the exit planning process, but as a CPA, especially perhaps, that impacts so many other areas in, for that owner and that owner's business that you say, okay, this isn't necessarily exit planning to talk about these tax techniques or designs to reduce taxes, but it all folds into that. But your particular engagement may not be exit planning. It might be, oh, we have to de make a determination. Do we want to... Uh, create other entities? Do we want to switch the form of the entity from C-Corp to S-Corp? Do we want to consider these other tax, tax planning designs? Maybe in the context of exit planning, but it doesn't, maybe it's just not exit planning itself. Right. And, and you know, I think uh, it's, it's comprehensive, right? And, and again, back to the point earlier, it takes time, right? If you're going to convert your, your entity structure because maybe you're going to take in a private equity investor. Right. You can't do that overnight. Um, you've got to think through it. Um, we want to try to mitigate the tax impact mm -hmm. of all those decisions. The timing of it may be strategic in terms of when the right time to do it is. Um, so there's it, it all gets back to the time issue. You know, we just uh, one of the clients we uh, we worked with this year. Um, came to us and they had an unsigned letter of intent in front of them from a third-party buyer and we it was referred to me by another another CPA a good friend of mine who I've worked with for years and we became and at, at that point um, they had decided they were gonna they were gonna move forward with it but before they signed it um, they wanted to understand you know the ramifications of some of the provisions mm -hmm. and so we got involved at that point point. 
Um, they engaged us, and we, we did a lot of tax planning, a lot of uh, fairly high-level, complex tax planning to help them realize, um, you, you know, the most benefit that they could. And, um, you know, over a six-month period, that engagement went from start to finish, and, and we're still working with them uh, on some tax planning. Mm -hmm. But in that case, unlike most of our exit planning clients, that will have sort of an end date, I think. Right. Yeah, because they're, they're going to be gone. Sure. They've sold the company. Sure. That's interesting. So when you're actually doing an exit plan for a client, I'm assuming that takes a written form. Yes. Um, how do you prepare that written exit plan? And then secondly, how do you involve the lawyer, the financial planner, the business consultant? Let's say it's an inside transfer that's going to take you know five years, six years. How do you convey that to the owner and the other advisors in a way that is going to be uh, understandable and everybody sees what they have to do when they have to do it and so on because I'm, I'm guessing you're always at the head of the table in these plans sure so, so the, the first thing we want to do is make sure we understand who their key advisors are and we try to involve them engage them early in the process mm -hmm. um, ultimately we deliver um, you know, what a lot of BEI members refer to as a roadmap. Mm -hmm. We go through a process with them. We do due diligence in the form of looking at financial statements, tax returns. We go through a fairly comprehensive interview process with the business owners, trying to understand their mm -hmm. goals. We try to um, dive into the business to understand where the potential risks are. What we come out of that process having consulted with the appropriate team members, and you mentioned attorneys, mm -hmm. bankers, uh, a lot of times, especially in the insider deal, mm -hmm. you know, there may be debt, um, personal guarantees on lines of credit, mm -hmm. things of that nature that, that, you know, to transfer the business, you're gonna have to make sure that, you know, that financial institution's comfortable with mm -hmm. that next generation owner. Um, insurance advisors, financial advisors, clearly might be some family business consultants, each engagement obviously might require some different advisors depending on the nature of it. We want to understand, we try to understand the industry, uh, how they're performing against their peer group mm -hmm. is a really a big issue for us because we really want to understand if there's areas of underperformance and how we can maybe improve the value of the business. Wow. Right? That's, that's very um, interesting. Yeah. So we do all those things and we try to deliver to them, here's next steps. One of the things that we maybe do that's unique is we will bring in some of our other advisory services one of the things we're seeing more and more and of course if you pick up the newspaper you read about you know data security breaches mm -hmm. every day um, and, and and the importance of technology and so we we do engage um, in our uh, engagements with uh, business owners uh, we will engage our technology team mm -hmm. and the technology team um, typically, it's really two parts of that technology team. One is really looking at their overall technology investment and their infrastructure mm -hmm. and, and whether or not um, there's uh, opportunities there. And then the cybersecurity team will also look at, at them. You know, if you, if you follow, um, you know, large, you know, read the Wall Street Journal, follow some of these larger companies, you'll find out that when they do an acquisition, they're, they're investing significant, significant dollars in a cybersecurity firm really coming in and doing due diligence. Right. So at a smaller level for that middle market firm, 
we're doing that. We also have an HR consulting group that we will engage and bring in because there's a whole soft side of leadership succession mm -hmm. and, and clearly competencies that are lost when, when the business owner and all of their um, institutional knowledge of the business over the last 30 years leaves. We want to make sure that you know, the next generation of owners and leaders, they have that ability. You know, th this gives, I think this gives all of us a really a good idea of how much there may be that needs to be done in what probably many advisors and owners think is just a very straightforward process. Right. Uh, it can, if you're going to do it right, it may take a lot of time. You may be involved in areas like cybersecurity. Who really thinks would think, that, oh, cybersecurity, that's not exit planning, but it, it can be a make or break scenario in an exit plan. Yeah. And so what we need to have is a process that the owner understands the roadmap you're talking about so they can just really even visually see what this is going to look like. And then to have a leader of a team like Tom Bear who can take the client and the advisors and maybe the management team through this process. And as, as we talked about earlier, that process may never end because we, if we transfer it to the management team, then your relationship's probably going to continue. And you just keep moving with on this planning road that really, in a sense, should never end. You know, it, it really comes down to what Stephen Covey said, which is, you know, begin with the end in mind. I mean, we all are in business because we want to provide for our families and we want to create wealth for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, so many times, and all of us fall victim to this, we get so embedded in our business that we don't step back and look at the bigger issues and, and the bigger issues are we take on a new partner, we take on a new product line, we, we do some new things, and we don't update you know, our documents, our governance, and we don't address these risks that we have in the business because we're too busy you know, pursuing new customers. Mm -hmm. And we find ourselves at, at the wrong moment, something happens, um, maybe we get a surprise offer from a, from a competitor, and we're just not prepared for that. Yeah. And that's yeah. really, that's all embedded in this idea of exit planning. Right. Well, you know, the other thing Stephen Covey, speaking of Stephen Covey, he has his fav famous quadrant, right? Right. So that quadrant is something that's immediate and important. Owners focus on that, but exit planning is the important but not immediate right. that's overlooked all the time. Right. And that's the purpose of this podcast probably as much as anything else is to bring awareness to advisors and owners of the need to start this process early so that planners like Tom Bear can do the job properly. That, at the end of the day, is why we plan. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next episode. For more content like this, please visit exitplanning.com.